Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens and you're listening to that one time I was abducted by aliens with Jamie and Bree. Hey there, truth seekers. Welcome back to another episode of that one time I was abducted by aliens. My name's Jamie. My name is Bree and we're two sides of the coin. I had to try really hard not to laugh at you right now. <laughs> I was trying to be light and airy. Uh, I remember when we first were testing our, like our intro, we didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And every time we'd get in front of the mic, you had that typical radio voice. Oh my God. Do you remember that? You'd be like, hey guys, no, welcome back. You'd also be like, and yeah. Oh, and welcome back you guys to another late session with Online Jam something like that it was freaking funny though do you remember when we first started recording and we'd get in front of the microphone and we'd just stare at each other because neither of us knew where (laughs) yeah what to say or like where to start it's funny as shit it happens and it's interesting like now we turn it on and like we don't shut up and like we have way too much to say but i remember it was just dead air and you're like okay just try something i mean then you'd laugh laugh, (laughs) open my mouth and just nothing Nothing. (laughs) i'm like brie like do an opening and you just be you'd be like uh-huh. And it then, like, you giggle. Such microphone fright, if that is a thing. Not anymore. All right. What's our episode? Um, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? What's in your butt? <laughs> Why'd the chicken cross the road? No, it's not that the chicken crossed the road. It's that the road crossed into the chicken's home. No, it's because the chicken wanted to cross to the other side. And I don't mean the other side of the road. You mean because he wanted to die? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> wow. Did that's you know that's morbid. actually the original joke? That's horrible. It's like, why, I wonder why no one ever knows Why it. the chicken ro- crossed the road, they're like, get to the other side. It was a suicide joke that he was crossing the street to try to kill himself. Oh, that's That's like originally, funny. yeah, what it was. And for years, no one understood it. He was just trying to commit suicide and kill himself. And that is our random fact <laughs> of the day. Your friend, um, Cody. I know I read the, the comments. I thought that was hilarious. Your friend Cody. Like, that's why I was laughing. And you're like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, <laughs> see the comments? Because you like told him that whole thing about the dog. And then you're I like, did. fun fact of the day. <laughs> anyway, uh, tonight we're going to do a listener episode. Are we going to like read comments and like just talk about all our awesome, cool listeners that we're obsessed with? Something like that. Oh, fuck yeah. It's going to be awesome because you guys are awesome and we would not be here without you. That's so true. It really is. I mean, if no one was listening to us, we'd just be two weird girls in an addict. But you know what? We'd probably still do it. We probably would still but do it. But we wouldn't have the fire. We wouldn't have all the fun interactions. Yeah, that's Without true. you guys. That's you guys really... get us going. Yeah, not only that, but, you know, it's also super helpful when you guys comment and interact because then we know really what you guys want to listen to or, like, what topics you guys want us to talk about and touch on. So we appreciate every single person who follows us on Instagram and on OnStellar and on Facebook and our new Reddit and everything like that. So we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank and you. Thank you very much. It's all about you guys tonight. It is. All right. So this is our first edition of Have You Ever Seen a UFO? Dun, dun, dun. And we're going to read some of your guys' short UFO stories from um, our listeners on Instagram. Okay. So let's kick it off at the top. I have a comment here from Skullgirl777. She said, We live on a very, very top of a mountain which stands over Lockheed. Lots of activity up here. I assume that if she lived by Lockheed Martin, you'd probably see some crazy shit. I would yeah. imagine. I don't know if you're technically seeing a UFO, I would say. 
I mean, technically, if it's unidentified, it's unidentified, it doesn't mean that it's something extraterrestrial. Yeah. But I imagine that she gets to see a ton of weird shit. No, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Next one is from rubyray.artist, and she said, yes, a group of them, a black triangle. Isn't that the TR-3B? I think that is also a military craft. But I'm sure that it also originated from a real extraterrestrial craft, like so many of our other crafts that we do have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people underestimate that a lot of the UFOs that you probably see that have, you know, quote-unquote aliens in them, they've also, like, been manipulated and turned into our aircraft that we now use today. I think that's what also makes it difficult because a lot of the times I think we're going to get a combination of something that is out of this world and Mm -hmm. something that is right here in our own backyards. And so we'll dismiss a lot of things and then we'll also mistake a lot of normal things for something extraordinary. Exactly. I agree 100%. All right. Next up, we have 123 Elizabeth and she said yes a couple of times. So she didn't go into it, but people all over, I guess, are saying UFOs. All over. So, uh, Scotty Doodle, who is one of our Patreon listeners, you, one you. of our middle, our one and only middle bitch, he says, nope, but I've seen shadow people before. However, at Carnage Candy has seen a UFO before. Nice. So then Carnage Candy replied and said, nothing close enough to 100% say it was extraterrestrial, just lights in the night sky, once zigzagging at a crazy speed. I was 14. Many other scents moving steadily and disappearing, not flashing, I must add. I'm either psychically in tune with the ISS cycles or they are UFOs. A lot of weird shit happens in the night sky. You've just got to take the time to look. And I absolutely th- agree. Yeah, I was like, I think we say that to people constantly. I was having a conversation with one of my friends last night, and I was saying, like, do you ever just, like, when you're at home and, like, go into your backyard, like, ever just stare up at the sky? And he was like, no. And I'm like, well... That's why you've never seen anything. seen like a UFO per se, because when are you really looking up? Not only that, but a lot of people live in really light, polluted areas where you can't see stars. Or, you know, they just assume anything that's moving up there is a plane. Yep. Or they don't know how to spot the difference between a satellite and a UFO. Right. So they just automatically chalk it all up to whatever. It's a helicopter. It's, it's a an helicopter. airplane. It's, an, it's a drone. We were talking to my parents. They saw a really cool sighting last night. And one of them, I don't remember which one, was saying, oh, it's nothing we haven't seen before. But then I know my mom said, well, it just caught me by surprise. You know, you think it's going to be an airplane or, you know, this and that. And that's the truth. Unless you're looking you're not going to see it and most of the time that's our very first instinct is it's just an airplane i'm not going to see anything but unless you're going to stand outside and take the time you'll never know yeah and what's funny about your parents saying that they saw that is me and brie saw literally the exact same thing what maybe a few months ago now yeah in the same location exactly the same and then you had seen it even before by yourself yeah that same exact thing in that same location absolutely so it's a little interesting how uh i think one by one and everyone in this house when they sit in the backyard is like starting to look up and we all see the same shit now like it's crazy there has to be something in that space of air where we keep seeing that fucking orb you know yeah it could also be just keeping an eye on its people Oh, like it's watching us? Yeah, when I got the text last night and I read it to Josh and I said, I want to know what what it was because they had texted me all what we saw a really cool sighting. Mm -hmm. And Josh said, well, we see cool shit all the time. 
And then I'm like, see how spoiled you are? I mean, mm-hmm. spoiled as far as in like sightings, you know? It's like yeah. you see cool stuff all the time. And then I said, let me just remind you that means that there is an extraterrestrial that's just flying over our house like all the time. All the time. So, you know, you're just hanging out. Guess what? There's ETs flying over you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool concept. And then just to remind yourself that, you know? It's fun. I will say that me and you are definitely spoiled, Josh included, when it comes to sightings because it's something that happens a lot to the point where I think a lot of people always ask us, like, well, why don't you take pictures? Why don't you try to take a video of it? Or why don't you try to do this or try to do that? At this point, I have no interest in taking a photo of it because I feel like no matter who I show it to, they're going to make some comment Mm -hmm. about how it's, like, not real or not clear enough or Mm -hmm. this or that. And I'd rather just enjoy the moment and watch it for as long as I can because the most important thing to me is my experiences. Absolutely agree. 100% agree. I think you get to a point when you're in this type of category that sort of becomes a lifestyle, I have to say, where you just don't really care about having the physical proof to show someone else. Because you don't need it. Because not only do you not need it, but you know that they're not going to appreciate it. Oh, no. They're not going to be able to understand or even see exactly what you saw with your own eye. And I absolutely agree. It's about your experience. I mean, my one and only, like, major, major, major sighting that, like, changed my life sighting, I remember being so frozen and thinking oh my gosh, I need to get this on my phone. But then just as instantly I thought, stay in the moment, be present, Mm -hmm. you know, pay attention to what you're seeing, how you're feeling, noises, what's around, what's happening. Because you could just take that two seconds to grab your phone or your camera and it could just blank out. Mm -hmm. And you won't even remember what it looked like because you're focusing on holding your phone up straight or something like Mm -hmm. that. You don't remember what it really looked like to you. Well, I think even like, so if I was at home, Brie, and I sent you a picture of a dark sky with a dot in it, (laughs) I mean, realistically... Like, what I see with my eyes is not going to be what's going to translate to a picture. That's just not how life works for us. Although, a lot of people like to assume. Like, I, I... I encourage everyone right now to go outside and take a picture of an airplane flying above them and send it to me. I can guarantee you at least five of those photos, I'll be like, ooh, what's that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It won't look like an airplane to me. It's going to look like a blue sky with something in it. Yep. So, at this point, I, I... Everyone always wants to scream for, like, pictures and videos, but... It's not doing anything at the end of the day. And I have to be honest, I have also been that person when someone shows me things. I think even you've shown me a picture before, Mm -hmm. and I immediately go into disproving it first. That is a good angle to come at it in order to find something that's extraordinary. But I think it's also just a human instinct when it comes to a picture because all you have is what you're looking at and it always looks like nothing. Mm -hmm. just looks like a streak. Are you sure that wasn't a bird? And then it's like, oh shit, I'm doing that again. The one thing that pisses me off. Yep. So, gotta reel it back in. All right, let's get to the next comment. We have Mirage underscore studio says, yes, a few times over the year. Lights in the sky and once a metal looking object. Nice. I will say it's really interesting to hear the different, like, when we say to somebody, have you seen a UFO? And how drastically it's like, well, yeah, one time I saw an orb. Ooh, but another time I saw, like, a metal, like, saucer. Like, it's interesting that everybody is not always seeing these same things. Or we assume that orbs in the sky are a UFO. Hmm. Interesting. I think it brings it back to a little bit of our John DeSouza episode where he had made a comment and he says these crafts are alive. So when I hear somebody say something like that is when I think orb. And yeah. I don't necessarily think that when I, when I see something like a flying saucer. 
Yeah. And then I also take it to, well, I definitely believe that there's multiple species out there. So there's not just one group of aliens. There's not just us and them and the entire universe. So if there's lots of other species and visitors coming, they're going to be coming in various objects, various crafts, yeah, different ways of getting here. People have to remember you, it's like cars. We all have cars, but they all look drastically different. Yeah. Yes, some of them look the same and some of them look similar and they might have the same colors. But if you really just put them all next to each other, a car doesn't look like a truck. And a truck doesn't look like a van. Totally agree with you. Okay, Mike Worthen said, I live close to the Gulf Breeze, Florida. So in between the Pensacola Naval Air Station and Elgin Air Force Base, so you can see lots of strange things out over the Gulf of Mexico. Not sure what happened last night, but Elgin scrambled a lot of fighter jets around 7 p.m. Ooh. That's exciting. I always think it's hard when it comes to military bases, too, because it's like that the thing at Lockheed. It's like there's so much activity, mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck it is. You don't know if it's like some, you know, secret thing that they're testing out, or is it a UFO, or is it just an airplane? Like, the options are endless, and so I, I assume it'd be fun to just sit out there and try to figure it out. Oh, yeah. I think that would be really cool to live near something like that, especially if it's somewhere that might be storing missiles, because, you know, you, you hear about these crazy situations where a UFO came and took all the missiles offline. To me, I think that's just absolutely fascinating. So yeah, there's going to be different tests going on, different situations. It could be craft coming in and out. Maybe they're meeting, you know, like maybe visitors come and are meeting with them and they're, ooh, all kinds of shit could be going on. It really can. All right, our next uh, comment is from one of our favorites, Glurp the Alien. And it's super short and super sweet and super simple. Are you ready for it? Hit me. Yes. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. Good to know, Glurp. I'm assuming, I mean, you are an alien, so I assume that you maybe got here in a UFO, so maybe that's where you saw it. All right. Starseed Alliance said, oh yeah, a bunch of times. This year, I saw a bright white orb 100 feet away from me. In 2011, I saw a ball of fire drifting away very slowly from my neighbor's house, only maybe 200 feet away. And also, many times I see flashes, sometimes in the same spot over and over. In Hawaii, I saw a triangle shape shift very high up, but it flashed its lights after I spoke to the sky and said, my heart is open for so much more. Like what? A response? Absolutely. <laughs> I've had that experience and it, it just baffles me. And it's the most intense thing you could ever imagine. And it's funny because I was telling my dad that consciousness is such a big aspect in this. And, you know, they were like, hmm, really? And I said, listen, if you don't think that consciousness is the key player in this, then you are misunderstanding the entire field. Oh, yeah. It, this entire thing is based around consciousness. And it's incredible that people can go out and open themselves up that way. And you do get a response. There's an immediate response. It's like it sends chills all over your spine. There's a certain, some part of you and them or it or whatever phenomenon it is that are connected. Well, yeah, and I think it's interesting she talks about the flashes too, because that's something that's happened to us like pretty frequently. Like we've been flashed before. I know I've been without Brie and I was kind of out in the middle of nowhere with someone. And um, the person I was with is, you know, wants to dip her toes into aliens, but isn't all the way there yet. And um, one time we were out of the hot tub and I was like, I bet you you'll see a UFO if you like look in the sky. And she's like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And she finally goes, all right, I'll look. And as soon as she looks, 
she starts seeing flashes. And like all of us saw it. It was like very obvious. There was like five or six of us. And she's looking at me like, you have to fucking be joking me. And I was like, no, I guarantee you they're trying to show off to you right now because they think, you know, I'm assuming in my head, like they're like, look at this person who doesn't think that we're real. Watch this shit. Let me, let me show you some flashes. And so a few months later, we're out in the middle of nowhere. I was jokingly like, Maya, I bet you if you look up in the sky, the aliens will flash at you. We could show all these people a UFO. Sure as shit. It's the the minute those words came out of my mouth, immediately saw flashes in the sky. That's very cool. I, I The flashes are one of my favorites. I like those. But see, then it brings this whole strange aspect of, I mean, you're saying it to each other. Yeah. You know? And for there to be a response somewhere out there is incredible. Because oh, yeah. you're not sh- literally shouting to the sky with a microphone or, like, you know, blowing it up somewhere in, like, a signal or something. You're just saying it to the person next to you. Yet you have an immediate response. But I think that that always comes back to vibes. You and I know that. Like, it always comes back to those vibes out there because I don't necessarily think that they have a big microphone down here and they're listening to what I say. Exactly. But I assume that when I say something like that, there's some sort of intent behind what I'm saying. And those vibrations are coming out of me and it's, you know, a signal they pick up on. Like, maybe aliens are a lot like humans where we have these huge telescopes and we're looking for, you know, like noise, like like radio noise. We're waiting for the aliens to send us a radio signal. Well, maybe there's just a bunch of aliens in a big room, but instead of satellites, they have something that like catches vibrations and they're waiting for our vibrations to come through so they can send something to us. Vibe catchers. Ooh, vibe catchers. I'm fucking sick. We'll make t-shirts. Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> I'm a vibe catcher. I like it. I love it. And I think that it's legit. It is exciting. It is one of the things that really excites me about life, I have to say. All right, this next one is from the Old Stoner Crystals. Many times I've had missing time experiences when I was 10 and in the woods in Monroe, Connecticut. Walking around in the woods, heard a strange sound and got closer and closer, louder and louder. I got scared and ran from the woods. This was early afternoon. When I broke free from the woods, it was pitch black outside, like someone had turned off a light switch. Scary. That one's a little scary. You have a weird kind of scary, dark, foresty story. Not I'd like to talk about. No, no, not that you're going to okay. talk about. No, no, no. <laughs> but, like, you have one that's, like, very similar to... There's something I think about forests and time loss. You know, Betty and Barney Hill. Um, oh, shit. Travis Walton. Travis Walton, yeah. A lot of these people who have come out with their, like, experiences, it, it, like, there's something in the forest, so man. Something in the fucking mountains, forest, in the backwoods. It's Trees like... Trees where it's dark. There's not power poles. There's not cameras. It makes people lovely sense as well. Oh, yeah. Then you can even get into, like, missing people that are in national parks. I was just going to say national parks, man. <laughs> I, I was like, Brie, we have to watch this documentary. I need to know where these people in these parks have gone and how come nobody will tell anybody about it. I don't know. What was it, what was it called? Missing 411. Missing 411. If you have not seen it, by all means, please go find it somewhere. It is fascinating, and you could go so many routes with trying to explain that situation. George Rome O says, yes, ever since I even knew what a UFO was, I've had dreams about them chasing me or following me. Also, I've had some missing time experiences. You know what's interesting? I have a lot of people ask me questions about dreams. A lot of people ask me, like, do you take stock in dreams? Or like, you know, when you have a weird dream, does it really make you wonder about what it really means and stuff? And I think I've always said, and we've I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, that I think that your dream time is another way that extraterrestrials can communicate with you. And I think that a lot of these times when people are having these dreams of UFOs, it is real. 
Mm-hmm. It might not be physically real because you're not physically running and being chased by a spaceship, but I definitely think on like another dimension level, you're being visited. So if you've been having dreams since you were little that UFOs have been chasing you, it's so, they probably have been. And your conscious mind is not aware of it. I get a lot of questions like that too. I think we might need to do an episode that goes deeper into that because that's so big and people mm-hmm. have so many questions. I think a lot of people go back and forth on, is this real? Is this not? What does this mean for me? And it almost like torments people because they go back and forth with what to believe, what really happened. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely fascinating. I agree with everything you just said. I think it most likely happened some way or another. Mm-hmm. I also had really strange ET dreams before anything ever happened to me. So I think it's definitely, it could just be a, a strange way of trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. I think your first response, I would just completely mimic that. I think it's right on point. Author Mike Sims says, I have seen a few in my time. The one at age 10 was the one I remember like it was yesterday. And that was over 40 years ago. Turned around and 200 feet away, triangular, fin on top, 30 feet across, silent, moving away slowly, large red lights in the back with two medium red lights on each end and four small white lights between the red ones. The lights pulsated in and outward quickly. I watched it as it passed over my house and lost sight of it. I ran to the back and got out on our sun deck and I watched it heading off into the horizon at an incredible speed. So my first instinct was it sounded a little military to me. Me too. Doesn't mean that it's not crazy. TR3B sounds a little bit like that to me. A little bit. I want you... The fin part. Yeah. The lights. The lights. I mean, it could even be something else I don't even know of. But I would suggest that you Google the TR3B and tell me if it looked like that. Not saying that it wasn't a UFO because we might have stolen that design from aliens. So who knows? Absolutely. All right, Bree. So that is some of our sweet, sweet... Have you ever seen a UFO? shit. Nice. That was cool. I would like to hear more. I think it's exciting to read these comments back and forth and get a little bit and taste. Yeah, we can get like a little taste of like what everyone's into and what kind of flavors of aliens they like. There you go. Flavors of aliens they like. Jamie, what do we have up next? Factor Sci-Fi. All right, Brie, I'm pretty excited for our Factor Sci-Fi today because um, it's it's conspiracy-driven, which, dun, dun, dun. you know, is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. So everyone knows about poor Anthony Bourdain, Rip, mm-hmm. his apparent suicide, and I say apparent, like, in italics and bold, and like, quotations, like, apparent suicide. People say that he had been struggling maybe with some depression and that his girlfriend broke up with him. So he was like, fuck it, I'm going to end my life. I think me with a lot of the rest of the world called a bunch of bullshit on that. And we were like, "Mm, that doesn't really sound plausible for somebody who's like famous, travels the world and eats food. And for his girlfriend to break up with him is the thing that kind of broke the camel's back. Doesn't make too much sense to me. But what does make sense to me and what our factor sci-fi is, was Anthony Bourdain killed by the Clintons? (laughs) You laugh. I just think it's so stupid. Well, I mean, everyone does blame everything on the Clintons, but the reason this goes back to the Clintons is a little bit more than that. It really goes back to kind of like the whole Pizzagate situation, where uh, there's a lot of people in the world claiming that the Clintons are higher up in like a sex trafficking organization that they're involved with. And it is said that Anthony Bourdain had an interview, and during this interview, he talked about the Clintons and their connections to 
the darker side of politics, to put it in a nice way. Their shadow side. Yes. Their involvement. Yes. Anthony Bourdain quote says that Bill Clinton was entitled, rapey, gropey, grabby, and disgusting. (laughs) Rapey. He is a bit rapey. So the question here is, did he make some comments in an interview and then the Clintons were like, fuck you then, I'm gonna get you. That's the theory. But the thing is, is like, if you guys really pay attention to the news and you follow a lot of these things that have to do with like the Clinton administration and a lot of these people who come out and speak out about them, a lot of them end up dead or missing. Like it's kind of to a point where like the reason people are screaming the Clintons about the Anthony Bourdain thing is because it's become a norm that when somebody makes some sort of a suggestive comment about the Clintons in a negative light when it has to do with, you know, rape and like child murders or like, you know, cult activity or human trafficking, they immediately disappear or get killed or some crazy shit happens. And so I think that there's a possibility that what he said about Bill Clinton was just something he randomly said in an interview and has absolutely nothing to do with his death. But I also do find it interesting that only, I mean, maybe what, a month or two before he died is when he came out and said this stuff. So personally, in my heart of hearts, I'm going to fact it. (laughs) I sci-fi it. Do you really? I think it's crazy and stupid. I swear it is. You know what's interesting when you talk about death, though? What you should have talked about is this conspiracy going around about Art Bell's death after they released his, (laughs) whatchamacallit? They said that it was an apparent. Because of all the shit he was taking? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a real deathly combination. It was like, what? Oxycontin, hydrocodone, dioxepam? Or no, maybe it's actually, that's Valium. And then another one that was another muscle relaxer. It was like a really unhealthy combination. But that's like, kind of like Michael Jackson. The shit that, you know, his doctor was literally administering to him was like a ridiculous amount of drugs that was obviously gonna kill him. Like but Michael Jackson, I mean, that's really tricky because why would you say no to Michael Jackson? I mean, I guess, but if you're a doctor and you have a man who's like strung out in front of you, like clearly like on drugs, you know what I mean? Like it's not like he was withdrawing, I'm assuming. He has enough money where he probably had a steady flow. But to be a doctor and to look at somebody in that condition and be like, oh, I'm going to give him the max amount, you know what I mean? Like you think you'd be smarter and like make it seem like you're doing a bunch, but like you're not really because you're keeping the cash cow happy. You don't want to like tip him over to overdose. You want to keep him just enough where he's paying you and he's satisfied. But people are also smart when they take medications. They know that you can't be taking all of these things at one time. I'm going to have to disagree with that. I don't think people are that smart. But to be taking anything with Oxycontin, especially with three muscle relaxers. Yep, but if you're a drug addict... So you think Art Bell was a drug addict? No, but I think that if you're already on a shit ton of drugs and there's a bunch of other drugs in front of you, are you really paying attention to what you're putting in your your mouth? You know what I mean? Like if I was fucked up on like eight Vicodin, right? And I'm just like, oh, I'm having a good day. And like someone put a bunch of like Vicodin and Oxycontin out in my high state, I highly doubt that I'd be like, oh, I probably shouldn't take six of them. Or I don't think I should mix these two things together. I would probably just grab a handful and swallow it and be like, woo, let's keep going, you know? I wonder if that's how Demi Lovato overdosed. Oh, that's an interesting one, man. Poor Demi. All these deaths are very confusing. But Demi didn't die. I know. I'm just saying that she overdosed. Got you. Maybe she was high on some other shit and like you're saying, an addict and then... You're already doing a bunch of shit, so then you do a bunch of extra shit because you're in your loopy stage thinking it's all good, party on. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you're in deep trouble. Well, 
I, I don't have like firsthand experience with drugs, but I'm assuming that a lot of them make you probably feel pretty invincible. Right. So you're probably like, I'm good. I'm like good. maybe, you know, Demi, for example, it's so hypothetical. But like, let's say she got like jacked up on coke. Right. And she's like going hard. Like, woo, coke. She's like, oh, man, I need to fucking come down. She's like, let's get some heroin. I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to smoke this heroin. I'm going to chill out. Right. But then you're so fucking high up off coke that you think you're going to need a shit ton of heroin to bring you down. You have no concept of what's right and wrong or what's going to harm you or not harm you. You can only go with what you're feeling. So maybe she, you know, hit some heroin, a little, a little heroin rock, like bloop, 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 bloop. I don't really know how you smoke heroin, so I'm just making making up the heroin part as I go. But take a little bit, didn't do anything. Do a little bit more, didn't do anything. And then you get to that point where it's like, okay, now you've done a ton of it and it hits you like a brick of fucking walls and you're fucked. Very true. And I'm glad that you mentioned that you don't have any experience because we should drop it in now that we don't do drugs. I only smoke weed. Well, we joked on our last episode oh, about God. like cocaine and strippers. And for the record, we we don't like you know i mean not the strippers shut up jamie <laughs> you fucked that up i'm trying to say that we don't do drugs i mean we don't do drugs i partake in marijuana brie will partake in marijuana every once in a while it's not often but that's not drugs we are raging alcoholics on vacation but not in real life we're down to party on vacation for sure as people that have met us on vacation <laughs> know <laughs> how we are. Exactly. We're like, party, who are you? This is me, let's get down. Let's get a girl. Okay, anyways, let's roll into our conscious quote of the day. Today's conscious quote of the day is by Carl Jung. The highest, most decisive experience is to be alone with one's own self. You must be alone to find out what supports you. When you find that you cannot support yourself, only this experience can give you an undestructible foundation. Holla. Can I just say, I think that when you take the time to really learn yourself and know yourself and count on yourself and know that that's what's really gonna stabilize you, it kinda doesn't matter what happens your way because it builds such a strong foundation in you. Absolutely, but I think also at the same time too, it's really important to surround yourself with at least one or two people who understand your foundation. Agree. Um, like I know that like at the end of the day, if I ever had any sort of problem or issue that you would be my rock. Oh, for sure. And that you're probably the only person in the world I can talk to anything and everything about. Aww. And I think that although I am totally down with being alone and like you figure out your shit, like I love that self growth stuff. I'm about that life. Like I'm into it. But I also think at the same time, something I've maybe realized over the course of this podcast recording, you know, over almost, you know, almost a year now we're at, I've realized that it's important that I talk to you about things that are going on in my life because I can only come up with so many of my own answers for my problems. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to maybe not rely on you to tell me an answer, but to rely that you're going to listen to whatever it is I have to say. That makes me happy you say that. And you know what? I think you're at that stage because you have had your alone time to learn yourself and mm -hmm. you've gotten to that point. Mm -hmm. Some people don't have that foundation in themselves where they're just so extremely codependent that they just need other people. It's not even, it's not a want to tell someone that they trust because they know that they have decent feedback from someone that loves them. Mm -hmm. They just cling on to them because they don't have themselves. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you get yourself and once that's really strong, even just knowing what you need, then you're smart about the people that you pick to be in your life. You know, I might be my own foundation, but you're my emotional wall that's Aww. holding up the roof of my home. 
That is so sweet. Wasn't that adorable? That was. I know. I'm a little sweet sometimes. See? That was a good conscious quote. I want to throw in another quote from Carl Jung. Okay. I shall not commit the fashionable stupidity of regarding everything I cannot explain as a fraud. Cherry on my fucking Sunday. Like the people that cannot explain psychic phenomena, so they think it's bullshit. The people that cannot explain aliens, so they think it's bullshit. The people who can't explain God, so they think it's bullshit. It's just the fact of sometimes people need too much proof. They need to understand it Mm -hmm. in order for them to believe it's real. And so much of this life, this whole existence, you cannot explain. I think, well, that's when you have to bring things back to, and I hate this word and I hate using it in this context, but faith. You know, what a lot of the base of religion is on, unfortunately, is a huge base for our community as well. A lot of it's faith. In a very different sense, it's not like we have faith in it. Well, I'm not going to say all of us, but like the majority of us don't think that aliens are going to come down and save us by any means. Like that's not what's going to happen. So I don't have faith in that. But I have faith in the fact that my experiences are real. And what I saw happened, whether or not other people believe me, my reality is my reality. And I perceived things the way I perceived things. And they are true to me. I think it's setting your ego aside and knowing that just because you can't understand it doesn't mean that it's not real. Oh, no, I'll I'll agree with that I think that's what the quote is saying is that he's not going to throw himself with this kind of stupid mindset of thinking that you have to understand everything. It's kind of like one of your quotes from Neil deGrasse Tyson. The The universe universe is under no obligation to make sense to to you. you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what basically that's saying. Okay, so why didn't you just say that? Because Carl Jung (laughs) says everything better and he was before everybody. But Neil deGrasse Tyson gives it to me in a tight little snippet of, and he says it with his sexy voice. He's like, the universe is under no obligation to lick your booty hole. Here we go back with the booty holes again. I just want to <laughs> let everyone know that we're obsessed with assholes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Story time. Thank you for all of your love and support from everyone <laughs> I you were today. Like, all right. So let me tell you about this story about no, a booty no, hole. No, no, not at all. I'm not trying to get there. <laughs> all right. We're going to get into mine and Bree's collective favorite part of the episode and we're going to do a few shout outs i want to first shout out to scotty scotty right off the top we love you for changing your donation from five dollars to ten dollars you're a rock star a middle band um the new stickers that we ordered for you are coming in on thursday so it'll be the day before you hear this episode and we are going to uh send you some cool shit and we have some little surprises in there for you i also really want to shout out destiny destiny from space because she just signed up to be one of our new patrons And she's awesome. We fucking love her. She said that there's a letter coming to us in the mail soon. So I'm excited for your letter because, you know, we love reading those. We do. I do want to shout out, I'm probably saying your name wrong, sweetie, and I'm sorry, but Krister Holm. And he's one of our new listeners in Finland. Oh, Finland represented. Yes. And we're going to read your email soon. Thank you so much for listening to us. We love you. You've listened to all of our episodes like in a super short span, like two or three times each. That's amazing. And so we love you for that. I think he actually has Raya beat. What? Yeah. I no think, way. I think Raya was like at 74 listens and I think he's at like 77 or something like that. How the hell? I know. That's batshit crazy. You guys are both awesome though. We enjoy the support and for me it makes me feel like I'm doing something right or decent. Something decent. Something decent. Something like that. Something like that. Um, I wanted to shout out real quick to our other Finnish listener. Finnish? (laughs) 
say. That's just, that's what it is. <laughs> I know. I think it's cool. Uh, it's outro version from Reddit as well, who found us at Reddit too. And I think it's interesting that both of you found us on Reddit and you're both from Finland and that you live like within 20 miles of each other. I hope that you guys are best friends one day. Cool beans. Shout out to fucking Brian Jackson. Brian Jackson. Shout out to Two Schmucks and Mike. Shout out to Mike. I love you. And your pretty old face. Shout out to Barry from Blue Alien Mystic. Shout out to One Graham. And Frank Zen. And Raya, our lovely Raya. Love you. Miss you. Actually, yeah, we haven't shouted you out in a hot second, Raya. We do love you. We do miss you. And Weather Traditions, AP. Hey, AP. We love you. Hope you're doing well. Shout out to Cody. Ooh, hey, Cody. Hey, Cody. How you do? Shout out to Covert Nerd. There we go. Shout out to UFO Jane. Ooh, and hey. And Glurp the Alien. What's up? And Benji loves you. We oh, love hi, you, Benji. Benji. Shout out to Sea of Broken Twins. Oh, hey. Shout out to Oliver. Shout out to Ollie V. Shout out to everyone who leaves us comments. I know we read some of yours tonight, and we're really looking forward to read more of you guys for our next listener episode. So make sure you keep DMing us and emailing us and all of that good shit. And you know what? Shout out to everyone else who listens. Uh, We know that we probably forgot a shit ton of you because we normally have like our shout out list that we run through that you guys are all on. And unfortunately, the notebook that it's written in has disappeared. I'm assuming the FBI took it. So we're going to have to compile a new list of you guys. So if we forgot you, it's not because we don't love you. It's because we suck at life. And again, thank you guys so much. We love you. We love you. We love you. You guys are awesome. And just a reminder, keep looking up so you guys can write in your own UFO stories. Absolutely. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. Follow us on all the social media shit, our new Reddit. If you want our phone number, DM us. We can call each other every day. You know that shit. All that jazz. Thank you guys. Good night. Good night, sweet dreams. And go suck a big old dick, Mountain View, California. And fuck you, Sky. Ooh! Hey, Bree. Stop. <laughs> Don't do that. Hey, Bree. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to an ASMR. That went yeah. I was abducted by aliens. We're just going to talk silently and chew gum. <laughs> I know you. I'm going to simulate the sound. I got it for you. We're going to simulate the sound of our boss and her boyfriend making out. <laughs> oh, me and more. Mm. Oh, pinchy cabron. Mm. Pinchy <laughs> Oh, shit.